0: better way to do this Let me show you a better way Well hi folks, this is Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing times, and the things we can all do to live a better life. If times get tough, or even if they don't. Today is Wednesday, July the 16th, 2021. And this is episode 2894, and I'm really excited about this episode. It is very seldom, honest to God, very seldom that I reach out to guests and say, hey, would you come on the show? I know that's typical. That's what most podcast hosts do. I've always felt one of the things that made TSP so different is that we generally didn't do that. Even when I was, you know, kind of small in the very beginning and, you know, guest shows came, you know, Once every two or three weeks, because of that policy, it's what I've mostly done. And that way, most of my guests either are members of this audience, or they are directly referred by a member of this audience and kind of told, hey, getting to talk to this community means something. You you might want to know a little bit about it before you go in the door. Now, there are people that are such kindred spirits I'm willing to reach out to, and there are people that are also, of a, like, they have something so, like, cool to talk about, I'm willing to reach out to them. Sometimes you get an overlap of those things. Such is the case with Kingsley Edwards of Float. Um, uh, you, you, know, you can find it at float.app. Float is a social media platform. It's very much, for now anyway, a lot like Twitter in how it functions and works. And it will stay that way, but it's going to do, well, in a very short period of time. It's going to do a hell of a lot of things that that Twitter, I don't even know if those people over there can imagine doing, let alone do. And when I started looking at where Float was headed, how it was evolving, now they're bringing out their own native cryptocurrency token called Float, of course, F-L-O-T-E will be the ticker on it, I guess. Um, and it's going to have the same emissions schedule as Bitcoin for those that are not really into crypto. That means it will have 21 million total units and it will have the same type of halving schedule, et cetera. It will basically look like a Bitcoin clone in a way, but it will be its own thing. I'm not actually sure though, does that mean it's going to use the same sort of like, you know, um, protocol as Bitcoin as far as mining. I'm not sure they're calling it a token. So I didn't know that, um, they have live streaming, but some things are changing with that. They have ways that people can connect on common ideas like hashtags, but they're adding new things to that. The big thing, though, is Float is an anti-censorship platform. The, these guys stand for freedom. That's what, that's what they stand for. Um, Kingsley actually got into the blockchain industry all the way back in 2013, f- founding a, th- a, 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 a thing called Leet, which was an eSports Bitcoin platform, right? So uh, really cool thing, and he um, sold it in 2017. And instead of just, you know, going off into the sunset, counting his Bitcoin, he decided to start bringing people together and founded, actually co-founded uh, Float as its CEO, and I've been very impressed with float I haven't been using it very long uh, most of this year I guess so five ish months that I've really been using float I really really like it it's 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 a smaller platform right now as far as total headcount it is growing rapidly it's becoming more and more powerful in the people you can reach and it's being becoming more and more powerful in the technology behind it and I looked at all of that and said, you know, let's get Kingsley on the show. So I, uh, I shouted out to him a couple times on his own platform, and th- that he didn't answer me, freaking Kingsley. We'll have to talk about that when we get him on the air. Because so I was told, if you just shout to him, he'll see it, he'll answer you. So I, I tracked down one of his personal emails and uh, shot him an email, and then I shot him another one, and then he responded, and then we got him booked. And I think he was all about coming on, which just – uh I was hitting him while he was traveling or something, so I'm just kind of giving him some shit while he's not here to defend himself. Uh, But he was gracious enough to take some time out of his day. Come on, so we will hear from Kingsley in just a moment. Before we do that, let's go ahead and uh, hear from our two sponsors of the day. Kind of fitting that since we're talking about freedom today, that the Free State Project is one of our sponsors of the day. The Free State Project is a group of people that have moved up to New Hampshire and they want you to come along for the ride. What they're doing is they're bringing as many liberty-minded people as they can to a small state with an easy to manipulate government and dragging it against its will, kicking and screaming into the world of liberty. And you can learn more about it by just taking a vacation. If you want to learn more, go to fsp.org. Or you can find their banner, like all of the sponsors, on the Survival Podcast website. Next up today, Western Botanicals. Herbs are something I've relied on for most of my life. And so when Western Botanicals asked me about sponsoring the show, I got really excited about it. Because when I looked into them, I realized it was a real company that was honest in an industry that is rife with fraud and nonsense. They have everything you can need in an herbal sense. I always say if it's legal and available in the United States, you will find it at Western Botanicals, and it will either be organically grown or wildcrafted because, ironically, you can't call something that was wildcrafted or organically grown. I, I, I know that's stupid, but it, it's the case. And they're big on making sure they say things the right way in the industry that they're in. But they have a tremendous selection uh, herbal preparations, or the things you need, the raw herbs and the materials like beeswax and menthol crystals and stuff like that, to make your own herbal supplementation. Or maybe you have most of what you need, but you need like one thing. They've got it all, and if you can't find it on the website, they probably have it. If you give them a call, a real person that really cares about you will answer the phone and help you with all your customer service needs. Check them out today at westernbotanicals.com. Uh, that brings us to our quote of the day, and I wanted something fitting For today's topic, because we're going to talk a lot about what Float can do and what it's going to be able to do with the new version, which they're calling Catamaran. That's like their you know, operational code word for the next uh, generation of the platform, which will be the full version of Float, because we've been in a beta so far. But the real reason for all of it is free speech. In fact, I, myself, was just censored by YouTube. The Miyagi Mornings video that I did on Monday... That um, was ironically about how the giant conspiracy the real big conspiracy theory is that big tech, big business, big banks and big media have all the power that they have and they're able to send lobbyists etc in the government and back out of government they have all this power and they have the ability to shut anybody down and channel any message any way they want, but they don't do it and you can still trust them. That was the point of the video that I did on Monday. And guess what? They took it down. So I think we're, we're, we're reaching a point where we're actually in danger. We're actually in danger of losing all our liberty by losing this one liberty. A, a lot of people know me. I, I am hugely, hugely... For your right to keep and bear arms, I don't think you have a right to keep and bear arms because of the Second Amendment. That's why I don't, I don't, you know, state it as well. I'm pro Second Amendment. I'm pro you having a right to own your own property. Period. If it's a gun, it's a gun, right? So, so I think that. So some people think like it's it's the Second Amendment that defends all the others, right? That's one of the ways people angle this. I think the right to free speech is way in some way in some ways way more important than even the right to own a gun. Because if you can take away, away the right to speak freely, then how far behind is taking away your right to self-defense? When you can't defend your right to self-defense, all that's left is a gun, then you're violent, and then you end up you know, in prison for the rest of your life if you're lucky. Sometimes without being charged. Ask the people that their, their crime was trespassing at the Capitol. They've now been in a federal prison for six months without being charged actually charged with anything and gee we found out the FBI was involved I digress but you get what I'm saying if you can't speak freely how do you prevent all these things from occurring if you can't make your case in the court of public opinion and there's only one voice because you're silenced but it's not just about you the speaker and when I found this quote I was like oh this is perfect because it shuts up the woke dopes you can't question the guy whose name I'm about to invoke when I give you this quote. I'll give you the quote first. To suppress free speech is a double wrong. It violates the rights of the hearer as well as those of the speaker, said by Frederick Douglass. To suppress free speech is a double wrong. It violates the right of the hearer as well as the right of the speaker. And with that, I'd like to introduce somebody to you that cares about your right to be heard and your right to hear, Kingsley Edwards, co-founder of Float. Hey, Kingsley, man, welcome to the Survival Podcast. Thanks for having me on. Dude, I'm jazzed to have you on. I told the audience during the intro segment, you are one of the few people, there's probably a couple dozen over 13 years that I went out and got to come on the air. Usually we let people ask to be on the show because I am so jazzed about what you're doing. And And we're going to be talking about what's coming with Float, and we're going to be talking about freedom of speech. And as someone who just had a video, ironically, about freedom of speech taken down off YouTube, I think that it's really important that we talk about free speech. But I always like to get the audience like in touch with the guests. So take us back. I like, you're spacing out in, like, study hall in 11th grade in high school or something. How do you end up in the tech sector, the blockchain sector, all of this stuff, and, you know, fighting for free speech? How do you get from there to here?
1: Yeah, I mean, it really actually did start in high school. Um, you know, nine eleven happened during high school, and after high school, I joined the joined the Navy, thinking that I was you know doing the right thing, um, fighting the the war on terror, and uh, and after you know I learned a lot. I I, uh, I actually went through. Uh, I, I joined to become a, a Navy SEAL, um, trained really hard for that. Got injured during uh, buds training in Coronado, California. A bunch of my buddies ended up uh you know that I that I trained with ended up becoming SEALs and after that uh you know a couple of them died another one came back and was just after he he did his deployment in Iraq he I just realized that they were basically this like a SWAT team in Iraq and and uh you know was kind of almost like laughing about you know hurting or killing uh, women and children so I realized wow this is uh I'm glad, I kind of you know dodged that bullet um one of my best friends died as well and And then right after all this, all that kind of stuff happened after my, uh, you know, I was, I was kind of figuring out what next, what to do next in my life. Uh, did some personal training and then ended up actually getting into, uh, kind of the stock market through, uh, through, (laughs) through a stock tip of one of my buddies and, um, and just kind of caught the bug. I started realizing, well, you know, if, if I I want, I want kind of complete freedom, so I want to start making a lot of money. Looked at kind of the Forbes, you know, 100 list and realized that most of them were in finance and hedge funds and all this and that. So I was like, oh, I'm going to dedicate my time into this. Uh, as I was going on, I uh, learned about Ron Paul randomly, actually on Facebook through a friend, uh, through a random post, and I think it was 2007, 2008. And from there, I just, you know, that just kind of opened my eyes as far as, uh, you know, economics, the Federal Reserve, central banking system, uh, the, you know, the, kind of foreign wars, all this kind of stuff. And during that time, too, I noticed that with Ron Paul, man, they were they started censoring his speech, you know, or that they, they were censoring his speech during the uh, presidential campaign. So that kind of really opened my eyes for the first time of how powerful the media is and how manipulative the, the media is when it comes to, uh, you know, just just laying out their their own narrative and projecting whatever they they want you to uh, to really understand or even know about. I mean, I was watching Ron Paul, you know, on, on video and even in live, uh, say things and they were just, you know, they would just, like I said, completely bypass it, um, or they would just, uh, manipulate, you know, the words that were coming out of his mouth. And so now fast forward to, you know, where we are today and we're seeing that kind of on a grand scale and more and more people are, are opening up to, uh, to this fact. But during that time too, you know, I was, I was, uh, brought into, uh, or, or I was open, I saw like, Bitcoin, I think, on the Ron Paul forums for the first time, kind of dismissed it. Saw its first run up from basically a penny to two dollars, and then it crashed to uh, to uh, sorry for a penny to twenty dollars, and it crashed to two dollars. And I, I dismissed it at that point. But uh, but then one of my friends, he actually received some venture capital funding for a cryptocurrency exchange that he was building in New York. And I was like, oh wow, this is interesting. Now some smart money is really getting into this space. And uh, and yeah, here we are today. Where you know. I'm, we have float that uh, that supports uh, free speech and also integrates cryptocurrency.
0: You know, it amazes me how many people who've taken journeys like you have, like I have, some part of their genesis invokes Ron Paul, and yeah. and what ends up happening. Almost everybody I hear that talks about Ron Paul today is not real politically active. They're active in the market, they're getting things done, they're creating alternatives versus I'm gonna get my guy elected. And in fact, last election or the prior election, when Trump came in and Rand was running, there was somebody made a meme and it was a picture of Rand and he had this real frowny face and he said the face you make when you realize your dad turned all your would be supporters into anarchists eight (laughs) years ago And I was like, you know, there's some truth to that. Like because I think that like what you're doing and you know shows like mine, shows like there's tons of shows like mine. Like when I started, there wasn't really, but today there's tons of people doing amazing work all over. Like I, I think that that has more of an answer than you know because I I was told early on, well if you think everything needs to be better, why don't you run for Congress? And I'm like, oh, cause I actually want to make a difference. <laughs> right. You know, so it just yeah. amazes me how much goes back to Ron Paul and how I think he did more. To cause this to happen than he ever like his his fi- final speech when he left was basically like, I didn't get anything done in government at all but the movement matters.
1: Right, right, yeah. He used he used his platform as a way to you know uh, uh, wake people up and uh, you know and the, yeah, there's there's the old the, the old joke. You know, how, what's the difference between a uh, libertarian and an anarchist? The, the joke is uh, about six months or so. Yeah. So yeah. they, but uh, you know, I, I think I think there's, I, I keep going back and forth. I, I think on on the on the federal stage, there's a very little that you can do, and we were lucky to kind of have Ron Paul in that position to to you know wake up and educate a lot of us. Uh, on the local scale, I'd say you know there's there's probably some some things that you can do. Even we saw that because I was part of. The group in Nevada that took over the Republican party for Ron Paul in 2012. And I was just so surprised. I mean, it only took about two to 300 of us. And we just, you know, all we had to do is really show up at a couple of meetings and, and vote, you know, and we actually like basically replaced the whole, uh, Nevada Republican party for all Ron Paul people and, uh, and ended up, uh, you know, having some delegates, uh, go to the, go to the, uh, the convention in Tampa. But, but again, you know, what do we, what, what happened? They, they still, they still, Basically, you know, stole that election. They screwed over Ron Paul in uh, 2008. Yep. So it's it's an uphill battle, and yeah, there's I, that's what I believe. I mean, it's I asked someone actually that's kind of more uh, you know involved with the Libertarian Party uh, still to this day. You know, why why do they think that's a good strategy, or why you know why they do it? Because it just seems like kind of a waste of energy. But you know, it's each their own. I think I yeah. think everybody has their own their own place.
0: There's in definitely family. like one thing COVID showed us is there is a difference at the state level. Mm-hmm. My life in Texas is a lot better than the life of like most people in New York or California oh yeah I mean it 's night and day difference or you know Florida, South Dakota like clearly there are some buttons we can pull there but let 's get into what you 're doing, man um, why did you found float in the first place? Was it only about censorship or were you like this is also something I want to do maybe better or different beyond just being like an anti censorship? because Twi- you, you're not a Twitter clone, but the first time somebody looked at it, they would say, oh, this is Twitter for libertarians, right? So like, did you want more than just free speech? Or was that the, the real drive in the first place?
1: That that was the drive. I mean, you know, I've used platforms like Google, like YouTube, like all of us, uh, you know, f- to do research. I'm a curious person, naturally. And I just noticed personally that uh, the algorithms were definitely changing. Every things that I I was able to look up before uh, are being you know or, or being more hidden, harder to harder to find, and um and on both you know yeah definitely Google and 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 uh, YouTube, and then also just noticing that you know uh, my my wife started developing uh, some friendships and, and you know bringing some co- uh, independent journalists and content creators, people that you know we've loved and in, in kind of in the movement that I've been following for years and kind of was even fanboys of and she started uh, bringing them kind of more into our lives as friends which has been great but just seeing them over the last couple of years having to change the words they say just to cover uh, current events even b- before Corona you know just uh, police brutality or wars or even cryptocurrency uh, alternative health um, all these things have, are starting to be censored and I know I just noticed that uh, these little tweaks in you know in big tech, uh, what was kind of coming down the pipeline, and then also, you know, our friends too. As as we started developing these uh, friendships with them, um, you know, they've just been building up their YouTube channels or, or Facebook groups or you know Twitter following for for just you know years, you know, over five years, almost ten years, well, ten years now, and you know, started getting hundreds of thousands of, of, of followers and subscribers and and. Uh, And you know, started to actually make a make started to make a living. You know, seven to ten thousand dollars a day, and or not day, but a month in in ad revenue and tips and all this. And all of a sudden, that was you know taken away from them. They were just being demonetized, deplatformed, shadow banned. (laughs) Some some of these people are just so obviously shadow banned, where they just have you know, uh, you know, close to a million people following them, and then they'll get so little engagement. It's it's laughable.
0: I understand, (laughs) especially with Twitter. I've I've been shadow banned for years. I. It's, I'm there. If you look for me, you'll find me. No one, you know, I was putting out content every day and I'm talking to people that I actually know that follow me. And they're like, I never see anything from you. And that was part of why I quit. I'm like, well, then I'm, if you're like, well, you make a new account. I'm like, so they can do it again. Right. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Twitter's one of the
1: ones where I I've been Men for a while too. I'm not sure, just I've I've never been able to get a following there. And I, I I'd actually try throughout the years here and there, but I, then I would end up giving up. And I, I believe that's probably because I started with kind of uh, the Ron Paul stuff, and, and yeah. I think I started Twitter in 2009. So um, so yeah, just you know, it's uh, and then just the more you think about it, and the more you understand big tech and and just how powerful they've become, and and the you know, the end game as far as the, this fight for freedom of speech and how now it's, it's like controversial if you say, Oh, I believe in freedom of speech versus just five years ago. And the fact that, uh, you know, the, the reason why these social media companies were big to begin with and why they got so popular is because it gave us an opportunity to reach out you know to each other and it kind of created this you know this peer to peer these peer to peer communities are ways to, to directly connect to your fan base and your community and before that you know we just had we had the the TV and the mainstream channels kind of shoving what, are they, what you know whatever they want um and trying to get us to download it and now we're just uh now you know it seems like they they've kind of let the cat bag as far as the internet's concerned as cryptocurrencies concerned and they're really grasping at the, uh, at, the, you know, straws trying to, uh, to, to bring the power back, you know, to them and, uh, and be able to, to con, con, it's all about control. So, um, so yeah, it's just, you know, we, 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 we did take a look at the other, uh, other platforms and we did decide that, um, they weren't doing it exactly the way that, that we thought that it could be done. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's perfect for us because, we do we it's doing the right thing, you know, in our opinion, we believe this the the right fight to uh to fight. And um and also I, I believe there is a business opportunity here because more and more people are waking up, more and more people are upset with the way that big tech is treating them, uh the way you know, I mean they're just you know, they're just banning people every day, they're platform people, they're they're pissing their their <laughs> their their customers off. And so we really believe this is the opportunity to to make a platform and take even just a segment of What's who's on Facebook? Who's on you know Reddit? Who's on YouTube? All these all these big tech platforms, and create something really special with with millions and millions of users, and uh, I believe the opportunity is now, and um, and you know, and will continue to to be so in in the foreseeable future. So, so it's kind of like you know doing the right thing and, and potentially making making money at doing it.
0: There's nothing wrong uh, with that, win-win. man. Yeah, absolutely. Now when I look at Anything, and I almost don't like the term alternative social media. It's like, to me, I consider it new social media. Like, they're the legacy platforms. They're old men at this point. They're the old right. old, legacy behemoths. But, But what they did logistically works. Like, people are familiar with the flow, and there's two main sort of layouts in the world. There's kind of the Twitter layout. Because they were kind of first to that. like I, I would say sites like Dig were doing that, but they just didn't mm-hmm. make it, right? Way, way... That's how freaking old I am. I can talk about yeah. Dig, right? Uh, yeah, I, I remember I remember doing SEO work when you were concerned, like, how will this work in AltaVista or Ask Jeeves? That's how freaking long I've been Excuse in this world, me. right? Yeah. yeah uh, but, like, so it's either, like, the Twitter layout, right? Or it's, like, the Facebook layout. Like, I would say MeWe is more analogous to Facebook mm-hmm. than it is to Twitter. You guys would be more analogous to Twitter than to Facebook. You have that kind of micro blogging platform. Was there a reason that you went that way? That it was it just what you preferred? Did you do you have a strategic reason behind it? Cause one thing like those types of layouts lack is like communities, like having a specific group. You can kind of do it with hashtags, but like one of the things that really pisses me off about what Facebook has done to us is I built some incredible communities on mm-hmm. Facebook, huge communities, 100,000, 200,000 members, mm. and, and, and getting to the point where like, you have 200,000 members of the community nobody sees it. So like, that is one lacking thing, but the other side of it, it's faster, it's lighter, it's leaner. So it's, why did you go one way versus the other?
1: Yeah, well, actually, it was. It's kind of funny. We uh, our 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 founding. Our, one of our founders is a uh, is a designer, a graphic designer, and so he uh, he's a big Twitter fan as far as you know the the layout is concerned. We're actually moving kind of more uh, a little bit towards Facebook. I, I'd say it's like it's basically kind of turning into a, to a hybrid hmm. uh, because what we're finding out is that there are a lot of people that are upset with big tech that are on Facebook. And you know, part of this part of this community too—that's that's on Facebook—that um, finds Twitter very confusing. And uh, but we also want to you know we want to we want to make uh, people that are on Twitter um, happy too. So because there's especially you know on the crypto side, there's crypto Twitter, which Huge. is really popular. Yeah. So um so we're, yeah, we're we're coming up with kind of our own thing. We're going through actually a redesign right now. I mean, even in the last couple months. Um, You can tell that that Float's had quite a big uh, change in design, and we're continuing to to iterate on that. And we're doing a big relaunch, actually. Um, It's looking like it may be end of July, uh, early August now. Had a little bit of delay. But we're doing a full rewrite of of the platform, um, picking some different architecture that's going to be able to scale with us better. And then with that, we're still you know tweaking the design along the way. And then we're also introducing our uh, our cryptocurrency to the float token, which will be um, which we're really excited about. That's modeled after Bitcoin. So um so yeah, there's a lot of things going on right now. And yeah, sorry just to answer your question. Yeah, I, I you know I just again I think I think it was just kind of letting. Letting, uh, one of my co-founders is, this kind of, you know, take it where he wants to at first and now, and then we're just, you know, iterating along the way, so.
0: I mean, the, but, the but long term, the- so I
1: was going to say long term, we are kind of focused on that more, that full feature set of, okay. of kind of Facebook. Um, you know, we, we're looking to add, uh, marketplace and a bunch of other features, uh, to the platform. So we're kind of, you know, trying to, try to take the best of, of every platform and, and one of really actually presents in a way where you know, when you're watching videos, it because you know we believe that actually YouTube presents it has kind of the best uh, design for for videos or the best uh, UI UX for users. So so we want to almost like you know serve you the content as you know. The way the way that you want to see it, and give you mm. these a uh, lot very robust filtering options, so you can see images almost like Instagram, you can see videos like YouTube, you can see uh, shorter form posts like like you know tweets in a way, uh-huh. in, in a different way. Um, yeah, so we're you know we're, we're learning along the way, but that's kind of how we how we're how we're building it.
0: I think the important thing with anything like this in, in this kind of space is you get something out there and you get people using it, right? And then you serve your users. Yep. Right, like Apple could learn from that cuz pretty much when Apple's users want something it's like no. We're not doing it. I makes to think of uh, a <laughs> uh, I can't think of his name John something uh, 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 he was from uh Site Live. No. You know, <laughs> just like no. We're not doing that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh Lovitz is it? It's, uh, whatever. But yeah, you got to get something out there and then you uh you serve your user base. You you find out what people want and you if you give them what they want, they Tend to come back. Uh, let's talk about your new crypto that's coming, right? You said it's modeled on Bitcoin, and I wasn't quite clear on this. I did reach listen to, while working and doing other things, multitasking, your recent uh, video that you had out with a, a bunch of members of the float team. And I did understand that it was going to follow the same emission schedule as Bitcoin. Um, so it's going to start out with the same you know number per year, but I didn't really understand if it's going to be a mined coin or an issue in token. I, I, you know, I didn't really get that because my understanding was that activity alone on float could earn you some. Right. So is this going to be something like you mine with Asics? Is it going to be more of like, uh, is it going to just follow Bitcoin's schedule yet have some other mechanism? How you know what is it actually at its core going to be?
1: Yeah. So it's yeah, it's we we were just, you know, we we're calling it like mining, but it's not really mining. It's kind of like in quotes. It's it's really it's uh you're basically you're earning float token uh based on the engagement you get
0: mm.
1: uh versus other people on the platform during a specific amount of time. So kind of like like a mining block. Um, you know, a Bitcoin mining block is is uh every 10 minutes. And so we're, we're not going to do it every 10 minutes. We'll probably do it. We're looking to do it every hour right now. We might change that to a day. Okay. But let's just say it's every hour. There's like this mining block. And so the engagement that you receive versus everybody else on the platform during that time, likes, reposts, uh, comments, um, you will receive a set amount of, uh, rewards. That's yes, based off of, uh, Bitcoin's, uh, emission rate. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool. It's like, and then, you know, I would say the difference between, what we're doing versus uh some of these other kind of social platforms that have a token attached is that we're focusing all the rewards on um well first of all it's model after bitcoin with it. I think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then um you know we just we I don't I would say like I don't like to reinvent the wheel if there's something out there that people like then let's just you know let's copy it and make it uh you know true tr- true to our standards or or you know form to to what we're doing. And um and then so yeah we have the 21 million cap And then the difference, yeah, in the reward system is that we're, we're specifically going, rewarding all of the, uh, creators of the platform, the producers, and that's everybody, and that's, you know, if you, if you do a, do a post on float, that's, you know, even one word or, or just a picture of Mm -hmm. a cat, uh, you're still a creator, you're a producer, uh, versus a lot of these other social platforms where they will incentivize you to you know, create an account, watch a video, listen to something. You know, we don't really believe that we should be incentivizing you to engage with the content. Uh, the content should speak for itself. And every single reward that we give to a, uh, let's say, a consumer versus a creator, then um, you know that's that's less less tokens for uh, for the creator. So, in our whole strategy is to to make Float, um, uh, you know, as as friendly as possible and as monetizable as possible for for the creators. So you know. Therefore, we can you know potentially lure, lure uh, larger and larger creators and their communities uh, onto Float, and that's kind of the whole idea, and, and the way that we're connecting people with free speech, and then also connecting people with payments using peer-to-peer uh, currency like like cryptocurrency.
0: So there'll be when this token is released, kind of an integrated. You have a Float account, you have a wallet, right? And yeah. then if I really think like you put something out, I'm like. That was kick ass, and I want to like throw you like a float token. I'll be able to do that. Yep, yeah, and, and what's uh,
1: what's also unique right now is that you know we've we've supported Bitcoin uh, BTC since uh, since day one um, since our release, but especially since the happening event last year on uh, May or yeah in May, um, Bitcoin has just been way too expensive and, and slow uh, to uh, to use on Float. So, uh, so one of the great things about what we're doing it is it is going our flow token is going to be an Ethereum token, but we are integrating a second layer solution called Polygon. Um, so basically, we can have uh, it's basically you know free and instant okay. as far as the the end users concern. Um, I know you can do like up to like a hundred transactions or you know 50 to 100 transactions for about a penny on on Polygon. Um and then, so yeah so while while the token's uh you know circulating in float it's uh you know basically frictionless, and then if you want to take it off the platform and, and interact with it, there are a lot of other uh, third party platforms that are integrating polygon, so you'll be able to to just you know take the token uh, directly over there or if you want to move it onto to the main ethereum blockchain, uh you can do so um you know just depending on how congested the the uh, blockchain yeah, and, is
0: and what have you and and yeah. i mean i I'm one of these people like you have a solution so it makes sense. I'm real leery of playing with the R C twenty right now because of the problems, but I do think they will fix it. Right? They will fix it eventually. I, I don't think they can afford not to. I think, you know, the, 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 the move by Ether will be accomplished and I think it will then it will it will remain the dominant player. So I can also see why you'd want to do that and by using Polygon, which I wasn't aware of, um, that, that makes a lot of sense. And,
1: yeah, and, yeah. I, I was I was gonna say real quick. I, I just you know I mean honestly like I you know I'm a fan of Ethereum, but I'm not I'm not the big. I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, you know I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm a bit worried about Ethereum's long term future. I would say, uh, and their leadership. Like I'm, I'm not a I'm not a super fan. I would say, but. Uh, one thing that we you know it's just it's just about kind of timing right now you know ethereum is is the main player um they you know they do have their roadmap we'll see you know they've been talking about moving to uh to proof of stake and all this for for so long now um but it seems like you know they are they are working towards that that way uh but uh but you know there's always the ability for us to you know i just like to be open and honest and transparent there all there always is the ability for us to eventually uh change to a different blockchain or do, you know, do whatever we have to do. We can always do a token swap in the future. Like, like many projects have done before. So, but Ethereum just, yeah, definitely makes the most sense. Uh, right now it's, and especially with, with these second layer solutions, they are, um, they are, you know, kind of exciting just, just in the fact that they're making crypto money again. I I just remember using Bitcoin early on and, you know, it was just, it was cheap and, and fast, uh, or fast and free basically. And, uh, and now it's just, you know, it's, it's upsetting cause, cause we like, we pay people in crypto. I've been paying people in crypto, using crypto as, as money, buying things for it since, uh, since 2013. And, uh, and it's frustrating when you try to move Bitcoin or you know, now Ethereum and you're running into these, these, uh, high, higher and higher fees.
0: So. so one of the things that to me makes most crypto not money logistically. In, in in the U.S. is the, uh, the capital gains tax on it. So mm-hmm. when I spend Bitcoin, if it's publicly spent in a way that they can tie to me anyway, I'm going to pay tax on the gain or take a loss on the loss tax-wise as though I have sold it because I have exchanged it. Money doesn't work that way. If the value of the dollar happens to go up, <laughs> good luck with that. But if it does... Uh, because more powerful, and I buy something with it. I don't pay a penalty for having the value of my money go up. The thing that gets around that right now really well is is, is privacy coins. Because, well, yeah, I'm supposed to, but you don't know. Right? Yeah. Like, if I do some Monero or R or something like that, you don't know. Um, so was there any thought given, or was it just logistically like, not? Because what I've learned about privacy coins is everything's harder for the dev team as well. So was there any thought at all to going with a privacy currency?
1: Yeah, I uh I really like Monero and a bunch of others, uh, but there you know there there's a reason I think there's reasons to have uh both. So there there's there's ways where you can make your you know even Ethereum transactions uh, or Bitcoin transactions uh you know more more private um than just sending a regular transaction. So we we will be looking at and implementing um, ways to do that for our users, so that they they can have a level of of privacy. It won't be won't be immediate, but that is definitely on our radar. Definitely something that I'm I am concerned about. Something that you know I I know our our community would uh, would really appreciate. And um, and yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think you know what's interesting is like is is, uh, states like Wyoming and Texas that are. Really, you know, at least Texas, more recently, that have announced that they want to be really pro uh, crypto or blockchain, and so I, I know, I believe in Wyoming. Um, if I, th- I believe technically, like if you do a trade or transaction in Wyoming with like another Wyoming resident or company or something like that, the um, that they can't tax you in that way, uh, the IRS, but. But yeah, you know, I think that's that's one thing that that we need to really figure out as far as the industry is concerned because yeah, that's that's that is a big hurdle, especially for people that want to uh, to remain compliant.
0: That's interesting. Tenth Amendment stand on crypto. That's that's interesting because I mean, obviously, El Salvador just did that with Bitcoin, and they can, uh, right. right? So that 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 can be done there. But I, I really never thought about trying to stand under that. But that's pretty cool. Um, Tell us some other stuff that's that's going to happen with. Uh, I believe you're calling this the new version, the Project Code Word or whatever, Catamaran. What are some other things that are coming to float that uh, are part of this new version?
1: Yeah, so so the the first version um, out of the gate will will be uh, just again updated design, uh, better better uh, architecture for scalability, and uh, you know it'll be much. New. Users will be able to know that notice that there's uh, floats acting much uh, much faster. Uh, much more stable and, and then, uh, also the introduction of the, uh, reward system and the, uh, the token and the new wallet. Um, so kind of moving closer and closer to web three. Uh, and then what's, uh, <clears throat> after that, our focus is, oh, and I'm trying, <laughs> we're finally trying to get, uh, an official dark mode, uh, mm-hmm. out of the gate too. So, um, I'm, I'm trying to push that through with our, uh, with our design team. Uh, Right now,
0: I'm I'm Uh, all for it. I know it seems like a little thing, but that is I I love dark mode on anything.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. And and honestly, like I, it's just gotten to the point now where I've just been. uh, It's been that and edit posts have been the number one, number two feature requests. Oh, and unfortunately, we just haven't been able to. uh, There, there was some issue. We we tried with edit edit posts uh, initially uh, early on. And, uh, and we ran into some issues when we had a much smaller team. Yeah. Um, so we really haven't tried to attack it again yet, but now it's just to the point where we'll, we'll be able to, to add, uh, and, you know, do, do things much faster, much more efficiently with this new, this new catamaran build. So we're very excited about that. This is, this is kind of where float should have been in the beginning, but you know, you live, you learn. And we're finally, we're finally here now. We have a, a killer team that we're building. Full of uh, you know basically all voluntarists or people that you know care about free speech, and um, and in crypto as well. So um, so yeah, we're we're really excited. But so yeah, so so something simple like like dark mode will be coming. Uh, we'll be having we'll be able to add a lot more cryptocurrencies, including stable coins for people that don't want to participate in the you know volatility of the crypto markets, which which can be crazy now. Especially content creators that are just kind of uh, you know dipping their feet in the, in the crypto world. Um, but uh but even with stable coins then it's you know kind of a way where we can produce uh uh a, a pathway for or a payment channel for you know peer to peer uh fiat currencies, which we like uh a lot more than kind of integrating and becoming a middleman with like banks and, and PayPal. Um and then uh with that uh too, let's see. Oh, oh groups is is definitely on our radar. We already have that spec out. Um, and what else do we have? Uh, marketplace, uh, there's some things, you know, as far as like, oh, easier ways to stream from floats. We're looking to potentially create, you know, audio and, and video rooms, um, so people can, uh, can connect with float, uh, in kind of different interesting ways. And the, those, there's, we're also adding some interesting, uh, monetization options, options too, where, Uh, you know, potentially like, you know, think of it just like having a a Facebook group or a subreddit and being able to monetize that and share, share the monetization amongst the moderators or, or whoever you see fit as the creator of the room. Um, so some pretty cool things uh, coming down the pipeline that we're very excited about.
0: To me, that's really exciting. Um, I think sometimes writers that are out there and maybe wrong are also right. Years and years ago, a, a friend of mine, you know, and I'm talking like 94, gave me this book. He's like, You got to read this book, man. It's how the world's going to change. It was called Celestine Prophecy. And I thought it was cool, but it was also kind of a little, little la la. But one of the things in it, it was based on these uh, 10 insights. And one of the insights was in the future that people would begin to look at the concept like we think of in church, like tithing differently, that people would begin to simply tip each other. When one person gave another person a valuable piece of information. Mm-hmm. And now the book was written several years before I read it. So like ninety four is when like people on the morning shows were like, Well what is internet? What's that what's that W mean? Like that's how you know early in the internet it was. So the book was written before you know there was a real internet even. So that wasn't really what they were talking about. But I see this world today where it's like started to work so many times and then kind of different things have torn it apart. Like you were talking about with people earning lots of money and what have you where people do value people that provide them information. They do value people that impact their lives. And one of the most valuable currencies we as humans have is our knowledge and mm. uh, and our personal talents, our ability to, to sing a song or write a poem to answer a question. And to me, it is an economy that is untapped, and it's probably the largest potential economy in the world. So to me, that's it's, that's very exciting to hear things like that.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think you know, with uh, with the internet started kicked off really this kind of decentralized uh, you know type of world where we can now build things uh, and remove the you know the middleman in in so many ways and be able to connect directly with. Our family, friends, audience, fan base, following—you know, whatever you want to call them—and um, and with that, you know, it's just, its just yeah, it opens up uh, basically better ways to, to monetize uh, too, and, and provide direct value to people that that really appreciate it. Versus you having to you know work for whoever and, and have to kind of pitch your idea, or whatever. Now you can kind of throw your ideas out there in the wind, and you might you know thanks to the internet, you can potentially. Find, even if it's a small group of people, you know, even if you have a hundred people that are paying you, uh, you know, ten dollars or $100 a hundred dollars, a month, you know, you can start to really supplement your in- income or, uh, or completely, uh, completely just allow to, to, you know, take over your destiny as far as what you, what value you want to bring in the world. And there's just so many small segments of, uh, of society, kind of, you know, fringe, fringe, uh, populations on the internet where you can you can basically figure out, you know, how to do it if you have any types of ideas, you can you can ma- potentially find someone that that will uh that will pay for it. And so I think that's what that's what's exciting with uh with the internet, with what we're doing at Float and what, you know, the idea behind cryptocurrency as well. And uh I like to say that you know, free speech plus free markets equals free people. And so that's uh kind of my equation for what we're doing at, at Float cuz I believe that you know, by by uh, by implementing this technology, the technology is ready. It's been kind of in alpha beta stage for a while, but now, um, you know, we're just looking at the different parts that we can put together with Float and provide it for our community, so that they can basically communicate and, and engage in commerce, you know, as freely as possible. At least, you know, in this current current uh, paradigm.
0: How? What is like your risk mitigation strategies from a standpoint of being? Attacked from the outside. So, like, I mean, Parlor was kind of a political echo chamber, but that had started to change. I, I'd like to believe I was a part of the agent of change of that. Uh, I got up to where I had about 7,000 followers on Parlor, but if I put out something that really resonated, it could get 100,000 views in a day, you know? And mm-hmm. it was, I was starting to really build momentum, and it was right when. They got parlored, which is now a verb, right? It's like they got parlayed or parlored or however you want to pronounce it, right? And so, you know, they lost their their place in the Amazon App Store. I'm not the Amazon App Store, the uh, the the Android Store. Next day, it was you know, Apple takes them out, and like those were blows. But when AWS, Amazon Web Services, pulled the plug, and they were gone for over 40 days before they got back. I all my followers are still there, my account's still there. I post something like. At least my kind of people that weren't there just to listen to like echoes of Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson, like <laughs> like they're gone. They got bored. They went and did something else. Like it, it's it's to me it's a dead platform now. It is really Fox News and OLN posting their shit. That's all it is.
1: Yeah. What
0: what prevents Float from being sunk?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So that yeah, it's interesting. Just, just with, you know, just the fact that they're still on AWS on such a, with such a high profile, uh, <laughs> platform, um, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. So, so, you know, in full transparency, and you know, I think we've mentioned this before to the public, but, you know, we, we were actually on, on AWS to begin with because we were, uh, young, you know, scrappy startup, and yeah. we only because we
0: everybody, everybody in that kind of like high use, heavy use, that they had the best platform for it. So yeah,
1: yeah, and they, you know, they still do. I mean, there's, you know, you have to take uh the pros with the cons with with every kind of decision that that we make on the tech, you know, especially on the technology side. But um but also, you know, coming out of Boost VC, which is a, a, a startup accelerator run by Adam Draper and San Mateo. Um, so we, we went through Boost VC. That was my second time going through Boost. And, uh, and out of that, you get, you know, some, some credits. So we had like a hundred thousand in AWS credits that we can use for like a year or so. So, you know, we decided to, uh, to take advantage of that. But, um, but yeah, to answer your question, I mean, so there, right now we are actually moving to a, uh, a much more, we're not on AWS anymore, but we're actually moving again to a much more, uh, resilient and, um, uh, aligns, uh, company, um, as far as one that really respects free speech and is proven to do so by the other, other companies that they, uh, that they, uh, you know, that they worked with. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're, they, they are decentralizing their, their own systems in a way and making them, I mean, fireproof, uh, even EMF proof, okay. um, You know, just like very resilient, but there's even other things that we can do. We're, we're talking with, you know, Ernie Hancock and, uh, potentially integrating IPFS. Uh, we're looking at ways where we can have the community, uh, host, uh, you know, data or content, uh, directly, you know, from their PCs or their, their server, you know, house or whatever, server farm, um, to help us with that. And then we, we can kind of directly, directly pay out, uh, our community versus having to pay a company, which I think is kind of unique. Um so yeah, there's in you know, again, just with all, all the different decentralized types of technologies that are really taking off, like IPFS, like you know, Filecoin, um, you know, library protocol, all these different different ways, different blockchains. Uh the thing is is that like we I kinda came into float thinking like, oh, we need to decentralize all the things and I'm like, Well actually I don't think we need, you know, uh a cat picture uh, doesn't need to, to live on a blockchain <laughs> distributed worldwide for yeah. the eternity of, you know, of the big, you know, Bitcoin's life cycle. So, um so there's, you know, we, we, what we want to do is provide bridges. And this is another thing that, that float is really focused on interoperability. We want to provide these bridges to the old, the old, you know, big tech platforms. Um, so an example of that would be, you know, how on float right now you can connect your Twitter. You can post from float to uh, directly to Twitter Um oh. You can download your Facebook uh, data, your your pictures, videos, and your posts from the whole uh, time you've been on Facebook and upload that to your float profile. So there's kind of examples of bridges from old tech to new tech. And then also from float to other uh, new tech platforms. Now I'll just keep using new tech. I, I like new tech too, by the way uh versus alternative yeah. but I kinda of use them interchangeably but um, so there's you know we're looking at becoming a library app and also potentially integrating, you know, Steam and Hive it posts so that on float you can you can uh view and engage with uh library videos, um, you know, Steam and Steam and Hive uh posts and not only uh earn those those tokens or those currencies, but also earn float on top of that. Okay. Because all of these things are, are being, being, bringing, bringing, uh. Sort
0: of a federation type.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, uh, and yeah, even with like Macedon kind of has a, a similar model. Yeah. Uh, so there's all these things that we, you know, we really want to do. And, 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 at the end of the day, you know, make, make photo, uh, a useful, um, communication and, and broadcast and commerce tool. And I think, um, you know, that, that's really what's, what's, what's needed right now. Um, and especially, especially with the, just the attack on free speech, uh, as we all know.
0: So, like one threat to people like me that work their ass off and build communities and build followings is the outside. The other threat is the inside. So, I mean, for years, even sometimes when people talked about Facebook being censorship, I didn't really see it. It didn't. I didn't. It wasn't. I didn't believe it. It's like I post all kinds of shit that I would have thought they would have censored that, and they didn't do it, and they left me alone. Right. And but eventually like, you know, you gotta like my my page for my podcast is like hundred and ten thousand followers on it, and if I put something on there like three people see it.
1: Right? right. So
0: like what prevents you guys from, you know, going all dark and, you know, going from being Anakin the, the great Jedi to, you know, slaughtering younglings with the with the lightsaber? <laughs> like what prevents Float from selling out? Like is there any you know, or are we just trusting you?
1: Yeah. No. Well, so, you know, ultimately, ultimately, I think, you know, there has to be there is there is some level of trust. Regardless, you know, we want we want technology to create uh, pretty much trustless systems. But even, you know, even with Bitcoin and even with, you know, encryption technology and all this stuff, there's there is a, a level in trust that's involved, you know, and I think uh, technologists are, are trying to figure out how to, to mi- mi- minimize that trust uh level as much as possible down the down the road so you can just trust uh the technology. Um but I, I think that is you know uh one thing that, that we do offer in, in terms of uh you know maybe some of the other competitors out there and especially big tech is is that's you know we have been in this game, we, we're we're fully committed to uh to the idea of uh more peaceful and prosperous uh you know world long term um, we 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 have you know we're we are in a way that you know we're not we're not anonymous so we do have our uh, this is this is all our 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 sweat and blood and tears uh, mm. going into this project and we really do believe it but yeah u- utilizing technology as we can to 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 uh, remove that trust as much as possible you know I think is important um, but I, I do you know that's I I think. It's interesting, like, with, with Satoshi, um, just, you know, creating Bitcoin and, um, and not being known, you know, being anonymous, you know, person or team. Um, you know, it's even hard to kind of trust, uh, you know, those, the idea of even, even cryptocurrency or, or Bitcoin if you, if you don't know what it's about and you don't understand the technology. Yes. Things, we can be doing things in terms of being, you know, open source, um, in certain ways, which, you know, we've been discussing. So that uh, other developers uh, can look into our, our source base or our code base and and you know and verify that you know what we're saying as far as uh, you know what we're building and what we're what we're sharing what we're doing is is the correct thing, but it's just yeah it's just a, it's just a, a really kind of a, a strategy and I always said too because Ernie Hancock he's the, he asked me this all all the time um, you know just expecting the man to come down and like buy us out and us accepting it and I, I I've told people you know publicly that if if there were some sort of deal to come through and and it was some sort of big buyout or whatever or uh, acquisition and um and it was one that maybe could be looked in uh, in a negative way let's just say it was like a facebook or something um well first of all it would have to be uh the right amount of money you know and also we would have to, we would we would allow it so that uh we would only go through with a deal Assuming that we can allow our users to basically delete all of their their information off the platform before the the, uh, the deal went through, and maybe, maybe this is something that actually we can add into like our, our terms of service or something like that. Mm. Uh, that that'd be kind of an interesting idea. And then the idea being that we would have enough money to, to and also there would have to be a uh, non uh, 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 no non compete clause. Sure. So the idea that we can be we can take this money and build uh, something else better. Uh, and then have the users that do want to opt out, uh, follow us on the next, uh, you know, track of the, of our journey. Similar to kind of like what happened with like WhatsApp and Facebook, or uh, sorry, not Facebook, but WhatsApp and, um, and Signal in a way. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's an interesting question and, and, you know, people should definitely, uh, they shouldn't trust. There was just, there was just like a article actually of like a, I guess say a, Anon, uh, an anonymous like encrypted chat, uh, app. I'm not sure if you saw this. But apparently, the FBI was the ones who created this app, and and uh, and tried to you know got a, I guess a bunch of uh, criminals um, to to use it, and then they they basically came out and then they you know they had all this these chat records of all these you know I guess you know bad people bad people according to the government. So who knows? I didn't really look into it that yeah, much. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, because some of the bad people according to the government right now are like you know housewives that protested. <laughs> right. I, I have a friend who is a, uh, a deputy sheriff. In Colorado, but he really kind of hated, you know, pulling people over for speeding. So his tactic at this point is he's been uh, detached to the U.S. Marshals over and over and over again to different things like child trafficking. Because he's like, Mm -hmm. I if you kidnap children and sell them in a sex trade, I don't care where you go on the other end of what I'm doing. You can go to a wood chipper, you know. Like I'm not after victimless crimes. So his latest task force was um, uh, counterterrorism. Mm-hmm. which seemed like, okay, you know. Well, now he is literally being forced to interview anybody and everybody they can find from his area in Colorado that was part of the protest and interrogate oh, wow. them as to whether or not they're actually extremist terrorists.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and he hates his life now. Like, he just hates mm-hmm. it. Um, so, yeah, what they call bad is not necessarily bad, but, yeah, I, I, I kind of get that. But I, I like the idea of, like, I can leave and take everything with me before that goes through. Because then the buyer has to realize, like, okay, so these people are instantly mobile. Right? right. They, like if you're if you're buying this, you better be buying it because you like what they're doing and you want to keep doing more. Right? right? You know? And I've also told people, I'm less worried about that probably today than I ever have been in history, because once you've once you've had to lose and rebuild, okay. All right, fine. Um My view of it is that social media users today should not be a hive. We should be a swarm. Mm -hmm. We should be a swarm. And if we are not treated well, go where you're treated well. And the problem is people get so addicted to something as stupid as a platform. I know you probably don't want to hear it put that way, but I mean, like, people are like, when when I went over to MeWe, people were like, oh, my God, the interface is terrible. I'm like, it's literally the same. In fact, if I have any complaints about it, they didn't do anything better. They did everything the same. They don't have live video. That's it. Otherwise, it's literally the same. Mm-hmm. But because it looks slightly different. And then, like, the, the, uh, I thought it was actually comical, because I don't do anything on Facebook anymore except some trolling posts uh, to try to get banned. I am in a seven-day stint in uh, Facebook jail right now <laughs> um, for posting an article on Yahoo News about hydroxychloroquine.
1: Makes sense.
0: That was, you know, <laughs> featured on CBS News on TV. So I uh, – uh, fine, yeah, whatever. Um, but when – I was still using it when they changed the layout on Facebook itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, people had mental shutdowns. Yeah. They had mental, like, like, rants and flipping out. Oh, my God, this sucks. And I'm like, wow, like, you guys need to not be like, wow, okay, like, it's – they they move the column from the left to the right. You're, it's gonna be okay. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that's the internet. That's but, um, the internet. <laughs> yeah, we we run into our own issues. You know, with that too. But but I, I mean, I just I can't talk. Uh, you know enough about how much just our whole team just really loves our community. I mean, I truly believe that our community is built. Uh, you know, up with the same types of people and mentality and kind of fortitude of uh you know the same same people that that brought the internet to life that brought cryptocurrency to life um and so i'm just i'm really excited about the updates that we're doing kind of the future you know we 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 were able to find some uh some aligned uh, well aligned uh or philosophically aligned uh, investors um you know to to help us get to the to the, the next level and um, and so we just have so many things in, in in the pipeline. I mean, we have we have about probably about five years of, of announcements and, and features that that we can be adding on. And and um and you know I, I just think that we're in a really good place now. We we were concerned at first because we were a little bit early. Uh, you know, we believe where I thought that cryptocurrency was going to uh, to kind of take off in, in quarter four of 2019. So it was about a year early there. And then also with uh, the idea of uh, people kind of catching on to, uh, to the attack on free speech, we were a little early there as well as far as the mainstream understanding what's going on. Um, but now those two things are kind of in the crosshairs and being talked about every day on, uh, on even the you know, mainstream outlets. So, uh, so yeah, now's, you know, now's the time, I believe, for, for Flow to, to shine. And, um, and I'm really, really excited about, you know, just, just building things for, uh, for this community, uh, to give, you know, give them our, our voice back. And it's just so, it's so important right now with, I mean, it's, it's, if you just think about the, the implications of, of what they're doing now with mm. uh, free speech online and, you know, my wife and I, Aaron, uh, who's also part of the team, um, you know, we just, we're, we're about to, you know, we're looking to, to bring some babies into the, into this world and just to think and. To have uh, you know, to have a world with, without the internet as most of us you know know it and, and why we love it, um, and just more of this kind of controlled uh, Chinese type well, of government. This is this is
0: know. so important right now. I mean, you, in my intro, every, every most days I do a quote of the day. Today's quote was by Frederick Douglass, and it was to fret to suppress free speech is a double wrong. It violates the rights of the hearer as well as those of the speaker right and it 's so yeah. true, and like right now we won 't go deep into this and go off in, in sideways land, but there 's some stuff coming out that is incredibly credible about the spike protein and the damage it 's causing from the the moderna vaccine, and this is being said by pro vaccine doctors who work on vaccines mm-hmm. the one that 's being like just totally destroyed as a human being right now. In Canada, and they're like, oh, he's just a veterinarian. He's a PhD. He happens to teach at a veterinary clinic, but he was given a quarter million dollars by the Canadian government to do research on the vaccine. This guy's incredibly credible, and he's saying things like, you know, the spike protein's bad enough, but the way they thought it worked is you got an injection, it stayed where the injection was in that area, it didn't spread through your body. He's like, well, we have a FOIA request, we have the data from Japan, it's spreading through people's bodies. This is dangerous. And, like, shutting down that signal so that that information can't be discussed and debated, it leads to more, like, crazy conspiracy side stuff and mistrust. And, like, if this is a problem, people need to know about it. They need to have the right to make an informed decision. And, like, that's just one of so many examples. And to me, it's it's literally dangerous, the whole debate about hydroxychloroquine. Does it work? Does it not? The honest answer is I believe it does, but I can't 100% say because we can't have an open, honest debate about it. Right, right. So this and, is dangerous. Absolutely. Yeah, and, I mean, and how how do our other rights stay in place if we can't have the right to to civil, civic discussion and debate? And the answer is they can't. That's that's how I feel about this.
1: Yeah, and there's, I mean, yeah, I'm just looking through history, or even right now. I mean, the countries that are are uh, you know anti free speech and don't let don't let people discuss these these important ideas and concepts. In mean, North Korea, China, uh, now now it's <laughs> now it's UK, Australia, US, yeah. Canada. You know, it's just, it's just crazy, and it's just getting. Uh, you know, it's just there. There is a silver lining, I would say, because I feel like now they they they're, they're almost like their backs are in a corner, and they're they they're just doing making all these moves. Before it was it was much more incremental every year. You know, even yeah. like I think G.R. Griffin talks about incrementalism. And so it was like kind of, you know, one to three percent change, almost like with their, you know, their fake uh, idea of uh, how much, you know, they inflate the currency every year kind of went along with that. Now it's like now it's just it's just so out there in the open that, um, you know, there are still the people that are, are marching to, to their orders. But more and more people are starting to question and starting to wake up and realize that, wait a second, this is, you know, even if I like you said, even, you know, I've been studying vaccines or I have this degree of that degree or i've been involved you know i was a, a cop but now they're starting to realize like wait a second this you know am i doing the right thing or is this 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 just doesn't make sense it's getting it's getting too weird out there and um and so the alarms are kind of going off more than much more than usual which is i think a very a very positive sign
0: yeah i'm, I'm wondering if they might have overplayed their massive uh, run up during this pandemic, like and yeah. it just seems like, and I, I kind of hope they did. And then I look at people today still walking around in a park with a mask on, and go, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, in I, Texas. It was, it, it, not many in Texas. We have yeah. mask cards. I call them mask yeah. cards in Texas, yeah. but I haven't seen them in parks recently. I mean, in the middle of it, yeah. I, you know, we we have a little nature center down the road from here. Um, that we would go into, and you know it 's it 's trails through the woods and the swamps and all, and you're you 're walking you haven 't seen anybody for you know thirty minutes, and someone 's coming the other way on the trail and they 're wearing a mask, and you 're just like what do you what do you actually think you 're doing Yeah you know I never bother people, I believe people have a right to be stupid if they want, but that 's the question I want to ask every person I see with a mask on right now, what is it that you think?" you're doing. Somebody did it, and I think I saw it posted on float and and the answer that everybody basically gave after all the bullshit was they don't know. Yeah. They don't have any idea what they think they're doing.
1: We were just in Miami and, you know, we saw the same thing and I was I you know coming from uh vegas where it's it's definitely much better now if you don't wear masks everyone just pretty much assumes that you're you are vaccinated yeah which if people ask me i'm like oh yeah i took all you know i took all three um <laughs> but um just gotta be safe. Right? and but uh but in miami yeah, it's like you know it's like humid and just you know hot and sunshine and, and it's florida um i know miami you know leans, yeah. leans a little bit left but it's still florida and and, um, and yeah, there's a lot, a lot more people outside than I expected that were wearing masks. And I thought the same thing. I was like, what? I just, I want to understand their thought process. I want to see where they're getting their information. And I almost thought about even making just like a, a little card or a one pager, just being like, Hey, you these, this now? is actually even from probably the places that you listen, that you watch and listen to and you take your orders from. Like, this is actually what they're saying now. So your, your, your orders are, are out of date, my friend. Um, but, uh, but you know, yeah, it's, it's live and let live, uh, but also it's, it is kind of frightening because some of these people, you know, they, uh, who knows, who knows what they'll do with what, you know, if they're, if they're told, told to wear masks in, in the middle of, uh, or think, even think that they're told to wear masks in the middle of the heat and in the sun and outside of a, a park by themselves. I mean, you know, what else can they be told to do? And, you know, we see that. I mean, even with, you, you mentioned Rand Paul. Uh, you know, Rand Paul, what, he's now been attacked twice, just yeah. kind of randomly from, from yeah. kind of just crazy people.
0: That and they're screaming him. he needs to wear a mask because he's not vaccinated. It's like, I had COVID. Right. I had COVID. Right. The, the, the CDC says I have better immunity than your shitty vaccine. You know, like, that way my vaccine can go to somebody else. Like, he's trying to play it, I guess, you know. And, yeah. And, and, yeah, like, it's insane. Let's go back. I got, like, two more questions uh for you and i can let you get back to work because i know you're a busy guy um let's talk a little bit about float fest man i uh i actually wanted to come this year but i was unable to because i had my own event running at the same time i'm coming don't next year
1: excuses man, hey, man it's no not excuses, it's A <laughs> no
0: reason you know <laughs> um i built a bunch of shit in my backyard with with uh, the community but yeah, we're going to awesome. come down next year tell us what float fest is, fest is all about and um, after I heard about it, this year, I was like, man, it's a lot more than I thought it was. I, I didn't think it would be as big as it was. It, apparently, it's huge. It's like super uh, Freedom Palooza.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was you know, this is the first year it was. Uh, we we threw it before. Uh, actually, yeah, when we were down in Texas, um, we so that there there was still some sort of mass mandate. I think uh, then and then when we were down there. Uh, the governor saw what we were doing, and he appreciated it. And so he said that uh, no more mass uh, in a week or so. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it was it, you know the thing. It was inspired by uh, my Aaron and I going to Pork Fest last year, and actually ended up getting married at Jackalope Freedom Festival in the middle of uh, Arizona Forest with a bunch of uh, like-minded people and good good you know just the best of people in our community. Uh, and we just kind of, we've, we've been throwing and, you know, attending, uh, regular conferences, you know, for a year, especially in the crypto world. Um, there hasn't been that many conferences in this past year, obviously, but, but they're starting to pick, uh, pick back up. But we just wanted to do something, you know, Porkfest is in, is in, uh, New Hampshire and is more, you know, on, uh, for the, uh, Free State Project, uh, Freedom, uh, or Jackalope is just kind of, you know, in the middle of of the forest. Uh, in Arizona, but that's, you know, they're going on their 10th year now. Uh, but we'll be going that, uh, there again, uh, this year. And, uh, and so we just figured, hey, I mean, Texas needs its own, own thing and we want to provide it. And people have been kind of, you know, in locked inside their houses, uh, whether they've been wanting to or not. I mean, you know, some people have been obviously traveling out, but even for, for me last year, I just noticed like, even just with the mask mandate and all that, like at first I was like trying to just kind of ignore it, but I noticed it just, after a while, I was like, "Wow, I've just I haven't ventured outside in like a week." And it's not because I'm afraid of anything necessarily. It's just because I don't want to uh, walk amongst these these you know kind of zombie people that are that are doing things that I disagree with. So um so we just yeah we decided to have it. Uh, it was you know was, uh, this past March, and uh, it looks like we'll be throwing it again in March in Texas. It was in the middle of uh, Texas gauze, Texas. On 105 acres of, uh, of, beautiful, you know, farmland. Um, we had Sam Tripoli. We had, uh, Del Big Tree. We had, uh, you know, Josh Sigurdsson, Ernie Hancock, a bunch of, a bunch of people in the movement. Uh, and, uh, it was a great time. I mean, it was a great time. It was, you know, people brought their RVs. They rented RVs. They, they camped out. Um, there's a hotel nearby. So if you, if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. It's, you know, within like uh, 15 minutes or so, uh, pretty close, but we had just, you know, speakers. We had a bunch of merchants, uh, you know, selling, uh, everything from like coffee to, to, to pork sandwiches to kind of you name it. I mean, they, they, they kept you, yeah, like, you know, merch. We had kratom se- uh, sellers and, uh, jewelry. And it was just all kind of, you know, free market and people were for like basically buying and selling things for cryptocurrency, you know, cash, uh, gold, silver, bullets, you name it. And it was just, it was like, it was a great time. It, it was, uh, exceeded my expectations and I don't know why because Aaron, my wife threw it and every time I'm, I'm I'm pleasantly su- surprised because she's she's able to to uh, to put on things in, in sh- such such short notice. I think we we threw together Float Fest in like uh, two two months.
0: Well, I'm definitely yeah. in next year. Um, Brian Norton really kind of drugged me along with taking a look at what what happened and how awesome it was and. He's already got me committed. I don't even know what I've committed to, but apparently I'm cooking food for a bunch of people one night. Cool. And I have some kind of a, we of going to have to have some kind of flow control on how many people are involved with that because I, I can only do so much, but uh, maybe we'll, we'll sell tickets to it in a reserved group or something. I think this yeah. sounds badass, man. I mean, commerce is as essential to... The human condition I think as as, as as eating is like and I think that 's like one of the reasons that we when we meet somebody for the first time any time we 'll share a meal together right like so like commerce is kind of the same way like once you do business with somebody, you have a whole new level of trust with them because right. the thing the transaction occurred the way it was supposed to, right, so I think that that 's a great way you know to build community and whatever, and if you can go to a thing like that, and, you know you pull yourself out of your life for a week or half a week and you can make enough money to compensate for that. That's even better. You know, it makes it easier to go. And if you can make some money, I mean, like years ago, I started taking like all my presentations, throwing them on a five dollar USB drive. And every time I did a speaking engagement, I would sell USB strips. Yeah, and it would it would pay for everything. Yeah, right. And I was like, okay, now I don't have to charge a speaker's fee. Yeah, because I don't yeah, want to charge a speaker's fee. I want the person promoting it to freaking make some money too. You know, right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's
1: um, yeah. The, those little tweaks is interesting. I mean, you could probably throw a workshop on just how to kind of you know introduce those types of monetization schemes. Yeah. uh Not using scheme in a bad way. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, into yeah. And exactly. And that's again what I love about the flow community and just this whole this whole movement is that we're all just kind of like so entrepreneurial and we always you know we just kind of we want to help each other out, but we realize we also need to put you know food in our mouths in our families' mm-hmm. mouths. And so, um, so there's all these little things that you can do to, uh, you know, to, to help you, help you survive and get there and, and, thrive, not even just survive, thrive. And yeah, just like you mentioned, like, yeah, when you attend an event, there's, you know, you can sell merch, you can, you can sell videos, you can sell books, you can do whatever you have to do, um, to, uh, to basically make your trip, uh, you know, yeah, pay for it, not only that, but, but make a profit.
0: Absolutely, man. So, hey, the, the, the reason I asked you that question, second to last is, We've kind of like hinted at this a little bit, but like Float's going to have a marketplace, right? So Mm transitions well into that. What's what's the plan there? I mean, that's one of the reasons I hear people say that they they're still on Facebook. Like I've talked to people, like they're like, I agree with you. I don't use it anymore, like to share cat photos or whatever. But you know, I make five grand a month on Facebook Marketplace selling shit. I'm like, well, okay, do that. Like so, marketplaces are. Incredibly, because some of these people literally, I think if they could rip Mark Zuckerberg's head off and get away with it, they would do it and never. But they'll like still like I'm not giving up sixty grand a year, right? Like, right. and I don't blame them, right? So, yeah. uh, marketplaces are incredibly powerful. It's something that a lot of the alternatives take stabs at, but they don't only really have. MeWe has nothing like that. We've created groups that are their own markets. That's inherently limited. Mm. So, what is what are you all's plans? Because I think that. Interaction between humans, again, value-for-value value exchange is like the foundation of, of – really, a, that's the true foundation of civilization. The foundation of civilization is not the freaking state. It's commerce.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And yeah, exactly. And the state just uh, gets in the way of – Takes their piece. Uh,
0: well, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I I refer to the, the greatest gangster that ever lived is not Al Capone. It's Ira Ramon Sancia, which, you know, his initials are IRS. Right? I mean, that's <laughs> – yeah, I mean – Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, float, you know, float market will be, uh, a place where people can buy and sell goods and services, uh, you know, peer to peer. Uh, so we, you know, you can do, you can do cash in the same way that you can do with, with Facebook. Um, but we will be integrating easy ways for you to, uh, to use, uh, cryptocurrency, including, you know, our own token, but other cryptocurrencies too. So, and there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's, The marketplace is actually one of the things that I'm probably most excited about because there's some really cool, interesting concepts that potentially we can roll out in terms, uh, after like a a more mature marketplace, uh, you know, kind of, kind of takes off. Mm -hmm. And so there's always been the idea of float being, you know, the, you know, for people, communities, you know, free speech, and then marketplace, uh, you know, free markets connecting these people with with uh, with commerce, and then also there's kind of the loop around where, you know, uh, our thesis is that. Uh our hypothesis is that you know if we have a robust marketplace, then obviously then we'll have some uh you know successful small, medium, large businesses that will also want to uh buy ad space for uh for float on float, but also for uh the content creators on float, which they can monetize off of. So there's all these like kind of little you know feedback mm. loops um, that we're looking at and as far as like these decentralized technology that you know potentially we can we can add on to our marketplace and removing the uh, the middleman for uh would be you know there's there's the potential to add peer to peer uh you know delivery and ride sharing uh services on, on a marketplace uh with the technology that's that's available now and then, you know, then you're cutting out, you know, uh, 20 to 30% that, that Uber and Lyft and, and Amazon and all these other ones, all these other big tech companies, uh, take. Uh, there's the idea that, uh, you know, now with, uh, you know, especially cryptocurrency, you know, there's ways where potentially we can have decentralized, uh, uh, uh credit pools, um, also insurance pools. So actually like the community could, could buy into basically a product and insure. uh, you know, uh, products or services on float directly and actually earn, uh, uh, you know, income on that. Um, same thing with, uh, with, uh, credit, credit lines. Um, you know, so there, there's some really cool things that we can potentially like kind of future thinking, um, that we can add and, and the technology is, is getting there right now. Um, so I, I think, yeah, the, the marketplace is, is, like I said, really exciting for me and, uh, and the potential there.
0: Well, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today, man. Uh, folks, you want to get on over to Float, float.app, A-P-P. And uh, when you do that and you sign up, you'll not know anybody. And so follow Jack Spierko, all one word for the username, and follow King. That's Kingsley's uh, handle there, Erin. Uh, is his wife, E-R-I-N, Erin. Um, you know, follow her and follow Float itself, F-L-O-T-E, and then that'll get you a start, and then I just learned something. I feel like a dummy watching your uh, video, uh, Kingsley. There's a little thing there at the top that looks like a globe. And if you click that, you just see, like, the fire hose feed. So you right. can see everything, like, kind of in real time that people are posting. And then that way you can find cool folks. Um, I'll tell you one thing that's annoying. I know, like, you need another thing to work on. Um, you guys have the suggested people list, right? And sometimes I'll see that and I'll, like, oh, I want to follow those two people. And I click one. And when you click one, it resets all new ones and they all go oh, away. Right. And then you yeah. try to click the second one and it makes you click the new list and you end up following some turkey you didn't want to follow. <laughs> oh, I'll have to, I'll have to look into you that. You see what okay, I mean? Yeah. Like when you see that list, you click it instead of like staying there so you can see the other people, like it immediately refreshes. It'd be cool if right. they, like um, it all stayed and you had a refresh button of your own.
1: Because yeah. I also
0: can't refresh them unless I follow somebody.
1: Yeah, we're, we're introducing a bunch of new ways, uh, for discovery and recommendation and all this stuff. So yeah, just, just bear with us. Okay. Uh, but yeah, but absolutely. Yeah. And never, always, you know, this goes out to your, your listeners too. Uh, feel free, please, you know, this is, this is how we, we learn. Um, we, we need, uh, the comments, you know, the, the criticism, whatever you have. All we want to do is become a more, uh, you know, useful products for, for, for our community at the end of the day. So, you know, and if you, if you just, you know, keep your, uh, your comments to yourself, then we can never learn from, from what you may have to, uh, to say and how we can make uh, float better for you. So, uh, oh,
0: and you know regulation. what we should do? We should mention that if somebody's like, a, cause we have podcasters that listen to our podcast, like if you're a podcaster or a blogger or something like that, somebody with influence, and you're coming over to Float. You guys have the jumping ship thing where you can be featured. Y'all featured me. That was really cool. So they should share their story with you guys, right, about why they've switched to Float.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're actually updating our um, our home our landing page here too. So uh, we'll still have a, a place for you know for people that uh, that are, are are jumping ship and, and moving over and and um, and you know we we definitely are big about featuring. Um, new users and, and people that just are on the platform, have, you know, especially ones people that have been been uh, very nice to us and helping us out in terms of, of providing, you know, comments of, of how we can be getting better, or or even uh, helping other people on the platform kind of kind of navigate or introducing them to uh, to us so that we can help them. So um, so we're yeah we're all about community and um, and like I said I think we we have uh, the best and and growing community uh, out there right now.
0: Well, Kingsley, man, thank you for being with us today, and uh, I appreciate you guys a lot, and I think everybody should get over to float.app, or you can also go to joinfloat.com and uh, sign up, and I'll make sure all your stuff is in the show notes, all the links and everything that you sent me as well. All right. All right, well, yeah, I
1: appreciate you having me on, and, and uh, thanks, uh, thanks for doing this. All
0: right, as promised, great interview. Really enjoyed talking to Kingsley, and I am excited about the future of Float. Please follow me on Float. I know that, like, my most popular social media platform right now is without a doubt MeWe. That's the one I have the most engagement, most interaction on. Uh, I would say Float is the one I probably have the least on, but it's the one I'm kind of most excited about its Future. So get on over to Float. Give me a follow. Connect with some other cool people. And, hey, you know, in time... Just being there and doing what you need to be doing will be a way to earn cryptocurrency and exchange value with other people, both in information and in crypto assets. So uh, check it out today. Again, float, F-L-O-T-E dot A-P-P. Uh, in my signature uh, or, or the notes of every podcast, there's all my social media, including Float. And if you need to find me because you can't find me otherwise, you can find me there. With that, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Let me remind you, one way you can help support this show and the work that we do, just do your online shopping where? Tspaz.com. T-S-P-A-Z, Tspaz.com. Today's item of the day is the Streamlight MicroStream. What is the MicroStream? It's a little EDC pen light. But when I say little, I mean little. I've rec- recommended the Streamlight Stylus Pro for ever in a day. I think I started recommending that light back in twenty eleven. I've carried it a lot. I've given tons of them away because they're generally affordable. Uh it's a great tool. And being a guy that wears either, you know, kind of like board shorts or uh blue jeans or sort of semi tactical pants, I guess once in a while, like car hearts is more what I wear uh in the wintertime. Having the deep pockets that double that double uh battery light, right? Um, I, I like it. Double tri- it uses two AAA's, and so it fits in my pocket. You forget it's there. Well, when I was talking about it years ago, Nicole Sauce from the Expert Council said I, I don't like it, and she mentioned a light that she uses. Um, that is uh, the O S2, and I'm like, but it uses a stupid CR123 batteries. They're expensive and you don't find them everywhere and you know, I mean, and we all have double A's and triple A rechargeables, like like and she said, Well, it's it's my stupid girl pants non pockets. And I'm like, What the hell is a girl pants non pocket? And she said, Girl jeans don't have actual pockets. I didn't know this. I've been married to my wife twenty years. She never told me that one of the reasons she didn't want to carry certain things is because her jeans had non-pockets. And apparently, a lot of the girl pants have very short, shallow pockets, which I don't get. But I guess it has something to do with not printing, because girls wear their pants tighter, and maybe that inner liner. I don't get it, but apparently the stylist doesn't fit, so she was selling for the o I'm like, no, I'm going to find something else, because I don't like specialization unless it's needed. I like standardization and specialization is required. I can harvest AA's or AAA batteries, and you send me somewhere where humans live, and I can scavenge them out of things like, oh, I don't know, outdoor solar lights. Like, I could all, there it would be the 12-gauge and 20-gauge shells of the shotgun world, and a CR-123 is like a 28-gauge. It's really cool. Works really good for specialized use like shooting quail over dogs. Hard to find inexpensive. Sorry, I want to standardize on something like a, a frickin' battery. Absolutely. So I found the uh, MicroStream. It uses a single battery. It's short. And I, I brought it around again today. I hadn't brought it around for a while. It's on sale, 39% off. This is a quality light, 17 bucks and change. Pick one up today. Pick two up today. Makes a great gift for preppers and normies alike. And it will fit. Not at, You know what? I've determined I actually like it a lot myself. I really do even have real pockets. But if you have non-pockets, and you don't want to have like some kind of weird, expensive battery, you want to be able to use your rechargeables and all, get the uh, MicroStream. Check it out today at tspaz.com. Remember, you can follow everything I do really, really well. Be sure you have it. Follow me on Float, but also the Telegram channel, so check that out. All right, with that, let's go ahead and wrap things up with our song of the day. We are in Swamp Week All of our songs have swamp things or have something to do with swamps this week. And today we have Uncle Tom's Cabin by Warrant. So, of course, when you hear Uncle Tom's Cabin, you might think of the novel by Harriet Beecher Stowe and how it relates to slavery and all that. And a lot of people wanted this song to have something to do with that. It ain't got nothing to do with that at all, and it never did. Uh, I don't remember what the... Original title of the song was, but they kind of realized if we throw this term out that people are familiar with, it'll catch their attention and maybe the song will do better. And it made it into like the mid '80s on the top 100, so it never really became a huge hit. But it was a well-known song, it got a lot of radio play. It was a top, you know, top 100 song. It got so on top 100 stations, it got play. Um, it's 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 a decent song, but fans even tried to make it about. Well, it's code man. It's code for, like, members of the civil rights movement that were killed. Um, No, it's just a glam metal song that had a pretty decent beat that was the kind of formulaic music that did well in the late 80s and early 90s. With that, here you guys go, Uncle Tom's Cabin by Warrant.